Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Action Park Media. Pump rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Welcome back to Shenanigans. As we mentioned last week, we have the Comeback Kids, another podcast here at Action Park Media. We've got Barbie Blank and Jonathan Lipnicki in the house. Hey. And of course, <laughs> Miss Jamie Lynn. How's Hi everyone guys. doing? Great. Good. Good. Thank Good. you for having us. So uh, Jonathan and I go back se- eight years now. Yeah. And I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. There's so many people I haven't seen in forever, but now I'm like seven and a half months pregnant. It's crazy. I'm so I'm so <laughs> happy for you. You're someone who always sticks out in my memory as someone I will always have so much love for because I was doing this small, small play and I was really proud of the work I was doing in it. And it's like hard to get people to see like plays in LA. And Sheena brought like a crew and like supported me and it was like Aww. the nicest thing and actions speak louder than words with people you know everyone always says they're gonna go support you or see your thing but she really did and she brought a lot of people yeah how did you guys I love meet? doing that stuff Christmas we were, party yeah we yeah. were at an event it was um I was there with Shay Okay. And he recognized Jonathan and was like fanboying. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, we have to go meet him. And I was like, okay, sure. And we went over and said hi and then just kind of hit it off and became friends. And eight years later. Yeah. Aww, yeah. That's nice. Wow. Yeah. Do you get recognized often? Like, I don't know how that works with people who got fame early on as a child and then they grow up. It's like, can people obviously still recognize you, I guess? You know, it, it's weird because I it, like I'll go forever without that being a thing and then like in a span of a week it will be like every day multiple times a day it depends sometimes when my hair is a little longer and I'm like clean shaven I feel like it happens more mm-hmm. but it's like to me like if I if I was a viewer and I saw me as a little kid I would never recognize me today like mm-hmm. so I don't get it at all I think that people you know have such I don't know good memories with that or, or can put things together because for me like I would never put that together Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Shay did. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, right away. Yeah. I think it was Stuart Little, too. It wasn't like, oh, that's the kid from Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Who, um, out of, like, other child actors were you friends with back in, like, the 90s? 
Well, now I'm friends with like more. <laughs> I would say like, cool. like you know, like uh, you know, I met like super cool dude. I met Devin Sawa through jujitsu, through oh Brazilian jujitsu. Um, and like we both didn't know each other were actors, and then we started talking, and he's like, he's like, I'm Canadian, and I'm like, I'm a dual citizen of Canada, and he's like, oh, I act, and I'm like, I do too, and then we realized we kind of had like Who each other were, <laughs> yeah, and like he's a super cool dude. Uh, Mara Wilson, I met like uh, I think when I was like 21 or 22, and she's. Super awesome. Growing up, though, I like I played brothers with Haley Joel Osment on a TV series. Yeah. So like I knew him and he was great. And then um like Spencer Breslin from the kid. Uh, you know I've run into him here and there, but yeah, you know I was friends with him growing up, but like not so so many because I went to public school the whole time. So like most of the people I hung out with were kids like in the neighborhood. Yeah. How was that going to public school? I know you like suffered with a lot of anxiety and ended up having to be medicated for it, but I yeah. can't imagine being like a famous kid and then going to public school at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's hard. You know, middle school is way worse than high school. It's, I hated middle it's school. It's funny we make all these movies about high school yeah. when I think middle school is like the tragedy. <laughs> it like, was the yeah. worst years of my life, yeah. so I feel you yeah. there. I, I was coming off a really high point in my life where I had, like Mike and Stuart Little 2 both came out that mm-hmm. summer. And I was feeling really good career-wise. I was really excited to make friends. And... um. Because different schools fed into that middle school, it wasn't just the kids I went to elementary school with. There was kind of like a period adjustment period where people didn't know what to make of me. And first it was kind of like, whoa, you did this. And so people just crowded around me. And like it was okay for a second. And then it became kind of like, oh, you think you're better than us. Ugh. And like I, I never did. Like I have really, you know, solid parents who would, you know, not ever let me get that way. But it – is something that stuck with me for such a long time that in my 20s, now, now I'm 30, there's baggage from that that I've had to work with, you know, that is like, first of all, not worrying about like everybody having to like me mm-hmm. because it's like, you know what, you can only be responsible for your own feelings and your own how you treat people. And it's like, I try my best. I really do. You know me like I'm a, yeah. I'm a pretty easygoing person, but it's like you carry that because like the – Wanting to be, you know, wanting to be liked is a child star thing, too, because you're like, you know, if I'm likable, I get jobs. Right. And then also there's the the fact of wanting to make friends. And so, like, you combine those two things and it's kind of a recipe for, you know, like a little bit of a disaster later when you're like, well, you know, all these people didn't like me and you become a little like, I feel like I've become overcautious where like I'm like, are people making fun of me? And I felt like shit on so much in my life that that's something that's like. I've made a lot of growth with in the last few years, but mm-hmm. just being like, you know, overly sensitive because there was a point in my life where it was like I was shit on every day. Yeah. You know? What was school like for you, Barbie? Were you like the popular girl? <laughs> <laughs> sounds so cliche. Um, <laughs> kind of. Um, I mean, I yeah, was too in okay, high good. school. Okay, good. Yeah, but <laughs> junior high, like I got bullied a lot. Well, junior high too. Same for me. Like I went to an all like a Christian middle school, uh-huh. um, a private Christian school, and I hated it. I was miserable. Um, I just was like, Mom, I really want to go to public school. And nobody, like everybody, was really mean. Um, and finally, in tenth grade, she was like, Okay, you can go to the public school. So I had the time of my life. My tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade years were the yeah. best time I loved high school high school was a yeah. good time I hated high school really? see I'm I'm opposite so I did all the cheerleading and stuff in middle school so that was fun <laughs> but then high school I became you know 
my emo self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Did um, you have black hair? I had I had every hair color you can imagine. I had an eyebrow ring, like I had like I a little. I need to see these. <laughs> <laughs> I had a phase when all I would listen to was rap music. So yeah, high school was not fun for me, but um, it definitely hardened me and like helped me kind of like get through everything else later in life. Yeah. See, and then Barbie, I was opposite. I went to public school up until eighth grade, and it was so bad that my parents forced me into Catholic school for high school. Really? And that was the best decision ever. And now, like, I know I definitely want my daughter and, like, future kids to go to private school because just the uniforms alone... I was like, I'm not wearing those uniforms. Like, I showed up the first day of high school in, like, the Dickies, like, pants with, like, a polo shirt tucked in because I was just so, like, Azusa. (laughs) And it just, I was like, I'm not wearing those skirts. And then I saw how cute all of the other girls were in their skirts. And it was like, oh, it's, like, clueless, like, with your cute little uniforms. And then I ended up loving it. I'm like, wait, you only have to worry about what shoes to wear? You're not getting judged on the clothes. That would be so nice. Kids I'd, are assholes. Yeah, I yeah. begged to go to private school. And my my mom wouldn't let me because she had gone to private school and had a terrible experience there. So I, I think the bottom line is high school is just hard. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. No matter what type of school you're in, it's it's usually hard. So who are y'all's childhood crushes like in the 90s? Mine was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and Devin Sawa. Yeah. And it's so funny because I did you worked with him, I yeah. did a movie with yeah. Devin and it was like full circle. I remember meeting him on set and I was like, oh, okay, just hold it in. Just don't say anything stupid or crazy and don't look like a fangirl. So I was like, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, I was such a fan. And I let it out. I was like, Casper, you know. Yeah. And he was like, Thanks, Barbie. He's like, he's a big wrestling fan too. So that was really cool because he was like, I love, you know, love watching you wrestle and stuff and I was like great <laughs> yeah is it bad I don't know who that is Jonathan Taylor Thomas no oh, her, Devin Sawa yeah from Casper Casper I never saw Casper <gasps> Casper what uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> isn't he in Final Shocking. Destination yes mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw that, right I was just thinking of that movie today on my oh my god on my drive here <laughs> there was this like pickup truck and the oh, everything was yep. stuffed in the back of it I'm like I can't because of this because movie, of movie I still can't drive behind a car, like a Same, truck that dude. has anything hanging out the back of it yeah like I'm gonna get impaled Same. is what I think apparently in one of them there was like a thing with like acupuncture needles oh. I don't remember which movie it was but when I started getting acupuncture regularly they're like haven't you seen Final Destination I'm like it the needles are not like that you don't just yeah. like fall off the table and get stabbed with a bunch of needles like <laughs> Oh, Not at all. I thought that like there, there's the tanning bed one. Yeah, and I used to go to tanning that. beds all yeah. the time, and I was like, oh my god, that totally could happen. Somebody wanted to come in and mm-hmm. just wrap a thing around it, and then uh-huh. you're in there and you get burned to death. Yeah, <laughs> like on I know what you did last summer. She gets locked in there, yep. but then they save her. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys oh. both have a podcast here mm-hmm. at Action Park Media. How's that going for you guys? And how did you meet? Tell us all about it. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. We met at a, a Comic-Con, like an autograph convention, and we were both there signing autographs, and we ended up talking kind of on the way home. We we were next to each other on the plane, and we both realized we were in a really cool kind of phase of our life where we were transitioning into different different things, you know, for me, trying to find kind of my footing as, as an actor, as an adult, and Barbie post-wrestling, and 
we we talked a lot about, you know, she was talking a lot about how she is so grateful for the fans she has from her past and, and she wants to bring them on the journey in the future. And I was talking about the same thing and we we're like, you know, it'd be a really cool podcast for us going along our own journey, but also bringing on people who are doing the same. So you're following us in real time, our journey, you know, finding whatever we're doing next and bringing on people who have done stuff and are, you know, either had a major comeback or found success in something they're passionate about after years of, of failures. I love that. I love that. And, you know, podcasts for me, the, the reason I got into listening to podcasts was after my father passed away. And I was on planes a lot going back to my home state of New Jersey. And I was just like, I need something to like help me get over this. And like, that's how I found like different podcasts, like about people like getting through grief. Mm -hmm. And so I love your idea of, of your podcast because a comeback can be not just, you know, from work or career it could be through loss or heartbreak or anything like that. So I love, I love that idea. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's, I think a major blessing about doing this is we brought in some people that, you know, and I, I, I hoped for this and I'm so glad it's been happening. We brought in a lot of people that have, it's made my day getting to talk to them about their journey because I've learned so much from the people we've had in and, it, there's so much negativity in the world right now and so much, you know, people are so, so angry about so many different things that I would love to provide that for somebody because I feel exactly the same way you do when I was going through a, a really tough time in my life. Podcasts, audiobooks, those are the things that got me through. And I was like, you know, if I could uh, affect one person in that positive way, then that's everything to me. Yeah. yeah, we were that. listening to y'all's first show mm. um, yesterday. I listened mm. to it and there were a lot of things that you said that really resonated with me. Just like that's why I do what I do and I am so vulnerable and I put it all out there because I'm like, if I can just help one person, I'm doing my job. And I mean, I know you, Jonathan, and then just from listening to your podcast, it just sounded like you're the exact same way where you're just so thankful for the fans and all of that because it's like if you don't have that, you know, it's just... Yeah. yeah, it was great. So I loved hearing that about you. Thank you. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I think when we came up with the idea, I had just lost my dad, too. And I was going through a very public breakup um, on a reality show. And so I was going through all these things. And I, you know, had left WWE and I had no idea what I wanted to do next. And Jonathan was like, oh, that's, you know, and he was talking about what he had going on. And he was like, this is such a great idea for a podcast. And I think we had talked about it for at least a year. Yeah. We had shopped around with it. Um, yeah. So it's been about two, almost two years that it's finally into fruition. Exactly. And it's been really exciting. Well, that congrats, exciting. you guys. Yeah. You. How did you end up here at APM? We both knew Kevin yeah. like individually, and then we had uh, a friend of, of yours, mm -hmm. uh, Brian, kind of made the, the meetings happen. But I met Kevin... A long time ago, because he shot, um, he's directing these like American Eagle ads that were, and I was, no in, and, way. and I was in one of them. <laughs> I was like, I think sixteen years old, and I was in one of them. And he was just such a nice dude. And then I would run into him here and there. You know, I ran into him the last time I ran into him before. You know, we ended up doing this, and it was before I even knew he had a, a podcast thing going on. I ran into him, and he goes. I love your Instagram stories. It's the first thing he said to me. He's like, he's like, I know all about your life. And I was like, oh, okay, man. That's awesome. Who would you say has been your favorite interview so far? Or is just like someone who's told like a really good story on your podcast? 
For me, I think so. I had a, a gr- my girlfriend who was a wrestler, Candice Michelle. Mm-hmm. She came on, and she was just I I knew her story, and I was friends with her when I wrestled, but I didn't know how she came to to become a wrestler. I had no idea her past. I didn't know uh, all the trials and tribulations she kind of went through. Um, so it was she's so inspiring, and she's just so positive all the time. Um, so I just loved hearing all her all her stories. Yeah. I like that when you have someone on who you know, but then you learn something new about them. Totally. That's cool. She was really articulate, too, about everything she's overcome and being able to frame it. Like, she had a metaphor for a wrestling match at how she was framing life. And I thought that it was it was definitely up there in my, like, top two for most inspiring. Oh. Like, I don't know if I would – because I don't want to, like, pick people because they were all so good. Um, the no, one, like the one that got me really pumped was Julian – Um, I would say, too, besides her, uh, we had my friend on who um, is on 911 Lone Star. Mm -hmm. And he literally went from, you know, um, making ends meet, cutting grass at the Rose Bowl to being on the number one TV show, you know. And, like, that was so cool because I knew him before he was on the TV show. We have the same manager. Mm -hmm. And this guy just had such an infectious, like, personality. But also – he knew his worth. Like, he w- he always said, you know, like, I'm a series regular. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the dude manifested it all. He wor- he put in the hard work behind it, but he always kept that positive attitude, and it really has panned out for him. And since he's gotten there, he's continued to work extremely hard, and he hasn't been resting on his laurels at all. And so, like, because it's, you know, a fellow actor and someone I knew before he kind of had his big break, like, it was a really cool thing to interview him and find out even more about him. That's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. So for you, I was curious about this because Brock and I have been talking about our daughter and if we would let her get into acting. You as a child actor, when you have kids, if your kids wanted to get into acting, would you let them at a young age? It depends on their attitude towards it. You know, I think that like a lot of times we don't give kids enough credit for how intelligent they are. Mm -hmm. My parents did and that's the thing is like listen like life is full of stress yeah I had like stuff in middle school that you know probably probably would have happened without acting it was probably way worse because of acting (laughs) but like I love what I do and if I spend my whole life doing the same thing and like still like yeah like sometimes it can you can get down on yourself I I got to find out what I want to do for the rest of my life when I was five years old and my parents listened to me when I said hey like I don't really want to work right now. I want to like do little league baseball. I did little league baseball. It's all on the parents and it's also all on listening to your kid. Um, if they want to pursue that and you happen to be in, you know, LA, which is a lot easier than like moving a family from Texas to LA or something. Um, I, you know, at least I think let them try it out, but it should come from a place of them wanting to do it. But it's such a hard thing, you know, um, with kids, Mm -hmm. you see it go both ways and it's, it's kind of like a, a sore spot and a soft spot because, I think that people mess up, you know, and, and have things happen that are wrong despite ever, you know, having any sort of career. So it's like we put this judgment on these people that we build them up to tear them down. And it's like to take that as a kid, it, it is a hard thing. And I think despite all the, the the career stuff, I think I would have, you know, definitely been an anxious kid and had anxiety. My parents have anxiety. Like I don't think that any of these things are a direct cause of it. But I do think that like – as far as 
the way my career was handled with my parents, I think it's the best it possibly could have been, and I'm really grateful for it. Um, other kid actors will say different things, but it, like my experience with my parents, I think it's like 90% on the parents. Yeah. And I really think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, if I if the kid wanted to really pursue it and do it the right way, why not, you know? Yeah. We were watching a movie um, with Dave Bautista called mm. My Spy. The little girl in it is so cute. And he's like, do you think like our daughter like might be like an actress? And I'm like, I mean, if she wants to. Yeah. I always wanted to since I was a kid, but... I just didn't get into it until way later in life. Until your mom <laughs> helped you out. <laughs> she told a story a couple of podcasts ago that her mom was managing an apartment building and Desperate Housewives was filming across the street. And she was like, Sheena, come to work with me today. And then Sheena would walk past the set and just be like, trying no. to get noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they invited her on. <laughs> yeah. That's just cool. like to hang out on oh. set as like an extra. But then I got into extra work and all of that. And then that's actually how I met Kevin. Was being an extra on Entourage. Oh my god! Yeah, funny. like 2007. Crazy. I also think you coming from the background of knowing the positives and you know the negatives. Mm -hmm. I think like that would you know benefit your kid as far as like like if you were someone who came out of not knowing anything about the business or knowing anything about positive attention and negative attention, like it'd be a lot to learn. But I think like you could definitely give the proper guidance because like yeah. you you know what it's like for sure. You know. So, Barbie, did you know that you wanted to be a wrestling superstar as a kid? Um, so, it's so funny. No. I had no intentions of being a wrestler. It was not something I ever thought possible. Um, I used to watch with my dad when I was like 13, 14. That was like our thing to do together. My mom despised it. She was like, <laughs> it's so violent. Oh, my gosh. How could you let her watch it? So, whenever she would, you know, I would be at his house, he would let us watch it. And uh, But I stopped watching when I was like 15. Um, but I was always very active and I always knew I wanted to be on TV and I, I loved putting on a show for people at a young age. My mom was like, she just has to be in front of the camera. Whenever she'd have her camera out, I was right there like doing gymnastics or whatever I could, um, as far as just trying to be on camera. So, <laughs> um, I was always like a little ham, you know? And I did gymnastics up until I was 13. Um, I wanted to get into the Olympics, which that dream, you know, slowly faded away after a while. <laughs> and then I got into competitive cheerleading. And then I graduated from high school and I was going to college for broadcast journalism. And I was doing uh, Hawaiian tropics. So bikini we modeling. Have a lot in common. <laughs> I, I did Hawaiian tropics as a kid, but I also went to school for broadcast journalism. Stop it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so and now competitive cheerleading, yeah, all that. We're both that. here. I'm like, love like, it. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. I started doing the Hawaiian tropics and we were doing bikini contests in Florida. There's a swimsuit company called Venus Swimwear. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I did their catalog. Mm -hmm. And my manager, they had seen my picture because this at, at this point in time, it was like probably 2006. They were looking for models that they could train to wrestle. And so they were like looking at models in Florida. And they like I said, they saw my picture and they called my manager and he called me. He's like, hey, I have a weird request. Like, would you ever want to be a wrestler? And I was like, um, I mean, uh, yeah. I'll talk to my parents and see, like, you know, what, what they think. Because they were like, well, we'll offer you a tryout. Um, it's in Atlanta, Georgia is where the training facility is. And I talked to my family and they were they were supportive. They were like, look, college will always be there. Um, try it out. So I tried out and they hired me basically on the spot. 
and I had to move to Louisville, Kentucky at 19 and never lived on my own. Me and another girl from Jacksonville they hired were both 19 years old. The youngest, I was the youngest uh, female wrestler ever Wow! at 19. And I had no idea what I got myself into. Um, <laughs> I walked in training day. And so the training is like, you know, in AAA baseball, it's like um, you have all these guys waiting to get called up to the big leagues, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how WWE is. You all are in this training facility. And when they have a part for you on TV, they'll call you or, you know, the producers and uh, they'll say, hey, look, we have a part. You can, you know, we're going to bring you up. And a lot of these guys, there's probably a hundred at that point that have been there for years waiting to get called up. And then here I am, this little blonde Barbie, you know, they're like this little bimbo. Um, I get called up in two weeks and they were every, uh, it was, it was a lot. I mean, you have to have thick skin totally being in a male dominated business like that. What was Um, it like back then though? Because like you said, 2006, right? mm -hmm. There's been such an evolution with the women's wrestling from then till now. Mm -hmm. So was it, I mean, it had to be different back then, right? Oh, very different. Um, I had told a story on our podcast one time when I was there. I had gum put in my hair. I had no. I had guys spit in my drink. Like A guy put gum in your hair? Yes, girl. What? Literally, we're at a meeting where somebody's speaking in the ring and we're all sitting there. And I feel him put a piece of gum right here in my hoodie. And I no. turned around. And at that point, because you're so nervous, you've I've been there for a week. I know nobody. You can't say anything because it's so like they'll look at you. It's just like a hierarchy. It's a whole thing, right? You have to like act like tough and yeah, nothing bothers yeah. you. So I just saw it. I literally walked into the locker room. I like started crying and I was just like, there's nothing. I just have to brush it off, brush it off, you know smile and nod and it'll, it'll be fine. So I I ended up being good friends with this guy years later and he admitted it. Who was it? Which wrestler? <laughs> Say it and we'll believe his name. <laughs> it was The Rock. No. Did you put gum in his hair later? You know, yeah. I thought about it, but I never did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. That's something a catty bitch would do, right? but a guy? Like I said, they're just, you know, these wow. guys, they've spent their whole lives trying to get to that point. And I get it in, in two weeks, and it was just... But now it's uh, never in a million years could that ever happen. The women have taken over, and yeah. I love to see it. I it's love so, to see women so cool. dominate in something that has been mostly male, you totally. know? And um, when So when you were there, though, did were you part of that, like, revolution almost? Did you see the changes happening? Yeah, so I was there from 2006 to 2013-14, and... I literally saw the progression about like 2011. They were really putting more time into the women. We weren't just like a popcorn break when the, you know, the fan, the audience would go to the bathroom. Um, They saw that we could put on a show and that people really wanted to see us. Mm -hmm. And when I left, that was kind of when they were bringing in a bunch of new girls and they really... um, we're putting a lot of effort and time into them and giving them more time on mat, like on TV. We because we would only get maybe ten minutes. The guys get like forty five. So it's you know you're really fighting to to prove to everybody that you can be in a male dominated sport mm-hmm. and and prove them wrong. So I came back. Uh, they did the first ever women's all pay per view um, 
for just women. So yeah. I, they brought me back for that. I had been retired for years. And to be there and be a part of that and just see the evolution of women kind of just taking over the business was was really cool. Are That's you so friends cool. or in contact with any of the other divas? Yeah, yeah. I talked to a lot of them, actually. Um, I just went back a year ago. They had a, um, a raw like reunion and it was all the girls when I was wrestling they brought everybody back and it was really cool to see a lot of the girls and and see the new girls too because they have um a lot of amazing women there now so yeah we all still talk it's Love like it. a little girl group oh, that. Love it. it's crazy so you were saying when I was listening to your podcast that you'd be on the road for like 300 days 300 out of days a year, a year. And no you have to season. drive yourself to each city yes. at, at night, like yeah. almost 200 miles. Imagine mm-hmm. like wrestling and, and, you know, going out and being completely drained from an audience and then getting in your car and driving, what, 200 miles 200 to the miles. next stop? Yeah. What? Every night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Wow. That yeah. is a commitment. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> it was, but, you know, I loved it and I... You know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. And I just, I loved everything about, I mean, I got to see the world at 20 years old and, um, you know, just being able to travel the world, obviously that wasn't great having to get in a minivan and, you know, drive every night. But uh, I met, I met so many great girls and we all traveled together. We, we just had so much fun. Um, And it it was like a family. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I used to watch. Was it Total Divas? Yeah. Was that, did that start after you left? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that started after I left. Um, When they were coming up with the concept, the Bella Twins and me and another girl, Maurice, they were trying to bring back. Um, So us four were kind of in a, in a pact of like, okay, if they get all of us, great. Or they get none of us kind of thing. Um, But something ended up happening. We couldn't get the deal done. And the twins went back. Mm -hmm. And they've killed it they've been killing it and it was so ironic because years later i was on the show wags and we aired right after total divas oh wow and it was like kind of cool to see that you know how that transition all happened and yeah so (laughs) how was your experience doing reality would you do it again i loved i had a blast i feel like reality it kind of gave me i when I retired, I was like, what am I going to do next? Like, I still want to do something. I still kind of want to perform. And when the show approached me, I was like, oh, this is a great way to, like, kind of show everybody the other side of me, like the real me, right? You're just seeing the wrestler Barbie um, and not real life. So it was cool to bring um, people in to kind of see that. And I was just able to be myself and have fun with it. Because on reality, obviously, you know, like, they're not going to make, if you're not a shitty person, they're not, they can't make you look like a shitty person. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> we beg to differ. <laughs> I don't I feel like there was moments with me that like, it was re- like, it was real. And obviously I, um, there was probably times I was wrong or right, but ultimately I was happy with how I was portrayed because I would film for hours as you, you know, yeah. you know, Sheena, it's, you know, you're there, you're sitting at a dinner for five hours and you haven't eaten, they're feeding you drinks and you're just like, oh my God, what do you need? I'll just give it to you. What do you yeah. want me to say? Um, but it gets, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really did. I had, we had a great group of girls. Um, all were pretty respectful of each other's kind of. There was like subjects that's like you don't touch that, and it's E. So wow, E what's was that like <laughs> <laughs> respecting each other, keeping shit quiet. What? Yeah, I don't. 
Wow. Well, I just think E was like very was a great experience. experience. Yeah. <laughs> for you. Would you ever do a reality TV, Jonathan? Uh, I have. Wait, that's what was it that you did? I did uh, a dating show in the UK. Right. That oh, we talked well, about that on my podcast. Yeah, Which it was, one? It was yes. called Celebs Go Dating. I, I remember that. Oh my god, yes. So if you guys go back and listen to uh, the first have time to. Jonathan was on the show. <laughs> That's I right. Okay, but not it. a not a non-dating show, like a reality show that's more like the type that Barbie and I have done. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, that stuff makes me so nervous. Yeah. Like I was so nervous it's with so the whole dating like, thing and like then yeah. I did also a like a cooking show. Uh-huh. On the Food Network and that was Wait, which more one? Uh, worst cooks in America celebrity I, edition. Stop yeah. it. That's I got cool. asked to do that and it was then really fun. freaking COVID. It's actually you should do it when I it comes back because it's it's so it's bad. you learn a lot. Yeah. That one um was more it's funny because the, the cooking can be stressful, but that one was really, really fun. The dating one I did, it there's good and bad to it, you mm-hmm. know. Um a lot of times it's like, you know, you, you take, get these opportunities one at a time and you got to think of like, overall, is this, you know, something that I want to, at that point in my life, it was something that I was interested in, in trying. Um, I don't think at this point in my life, um, I would, but, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for the experiences it brought me both good and bad. I learned a lot about myself from that as silly as it is from that dating show. And I learned a lot of what I wanted in a partner. And now I have an amazing girlfriend. So not from that show. Um, (laughs) And I met a girl on that show who was great. And we, you know, saw each other for a while after, but it just ended up not working out. But, um, yeah, it was, I mean, there was, there's good and bad with, with, with everything. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about Penelope. Your girlfriend. Okay. She's uh, a director. Yeah, Penelope's uh, a writer-director. We met right before the pandemic, like kind of right as, as it was going down. Perfect, Perfect timing. timing. We, yeah, I mean, our first date was a socially distanced walk that ended up lasting like eight, eight miles, I believe it was. Wow. We walked for a long time when we started talking. And um, she's very much similar to me in the sense that we both kind of, we love our dogs. So now we have four together, which is quite a household of that dogs. That is a lot. And, uh, you know, just kind of career goals making our lives smaller because there's you know I think it's like you get to a certain age you've been in you know LA or in entertainment long enough where you kind of want to make your life smaller and like I've been really I mean that's the one good thing about the quarantine is it kind of forced us to but I realized how much like certain people matter to me and then a lot of people just are you know you got to have your tribe Mm -hmm. you know and so with her she's really added to my life and really been a great person who's helped me grow a lot I mean, I'm just really, really grateful that because I, I mean, I can't imagine w- what I'd be doing, especially during this time period, if I hadn't met her. But oh, I could tell you. I think, yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah. But I think that you know, things happen at the right time, and I've wanted a really, you know, good partner like this for a long time. But you got to meet some bozos to, you know, end up with 100%. with someone, someone, you know, who who's right. Or it's not even bozos. I mean, dating is a complicated thing, and it's like I never want to be like, oh, well, this person's that because to someone else it may. Matter. Right. Our crazies got to work well with their crazy, exactly. you know? And That's like, the perfect way to put it. You know, we're all crazy. You know, and it's, it's just what's a conducive situation to your mental health, to your physical health, to you, you know, being better as a person. And like Penelope for me meets all those things and more. Like, you know, it's like it's hard when someone asks you, okay, how's your partner? And it's like such a weird question to kind of like field because you're like, what? I could say I could be here for five hours and talk about her, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like it's just fit. So right, and have it's you just had like I'm your not first a, fight. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, because that's the that's been in quarantine. Okay. Yeah. That's We've been with each other nonstop. Is to yeah. see how the other person fights with you because you're always going to have disagreements, right? Yeah. Speaking of Jamie, have you and your new beau had a how did fight you yet? know? Oh. I, just the way you asked that question. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, last night was our first fight oh. or disagreement, and I almost walked out. Do tell, oh. update, Jamie dating life, and then we're going to get into Barbie's fiancé, because I have to know. Yeah, that ring is, like, glaring, so I, know. I need to ask all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sh- I'm going to make this really quick. I can't mm-hmm. go into what it was about, but... Casey's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for everyone else. It's X-rated, what it's about. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. So something happened, <laughs> and I got mad at him. And I was like, that's it. I'm getting dressed. I'm leaving. I got fully dressed. I get up. I get my bag. I'm like, I'm leaving. Don't look at me. Don't talk. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Nothing. And normally, like, that's my reaction to people when I'm dating them. And they'll just let me go. He didn't let me leave. He's the first person. And not that he, like, physically stopped me. Mm -hmm. But he said it in such a respectful way. And, like, please sit down. Let's talk this through. I'm sorry. He apologized profusely. I must know what he did. Did (laughs) Bend your leg back too far. Well, uh, you somewhere you didn't want it. <laughs> it's not for this the audience. Really. I think it is. There's no way to not make it X-rated. Okay, we can believe it. What did he do? Seriously? Yeah. With- I'm really curious now. I'm captivated. We're not as PG as we look. Come I know. on. <laughs> All right. Oh God. This is a great social clip. <laughs> you can't. You got, we got to cut it out. <laughs> we'll bleep it. Um, all right. Wow. But we're cutting all of that first of yeah. all. <laughs> and the moral, the moral of the story is he did not let me leave. And every other time I've broken up with somebody, it was kind of like in that situation where they pissed me off and I'm like, I'm leaving. And I slam the door and I leave and I never speak to them again. Mm-hmm. He fought with me the correct way and he had patience with me and he knew how to overcome it. So. I feel like that's a good fight wow. to have. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> a good first yeah, fight. That's good. <laughs> I think your fights are going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. That's the first one. Okay. Well, that was a half update on Jamie's dating life. It's all being cut. <laughs> Okay, so Barbie, you met your fiance Joe in a yes, dog park. At the dog. Park. Was it love at first sight? It was. It really was. He was standing there and I was just going through a breakup and I was like, I've been going to this dog park in Playa Vista and it's great. I have my little Frenchie and my girlfriend had been telling me to go to this dog park. She was like, girl, I ha-, she was watching my dog for the weekend. She's like, there were so many hot dudes in this dog park. You have to go. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. <laughs> At this point, let's do it. So I Which walk versus in. Playa Vista? Playa Vista. You have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> We're She's taking a note. She's like asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, asking for the listeners. <laughs> okay, Playa Vista is where it's at. Playa Vista is. It really is. So he, I walked in and I see his back's towards me. So he's like six foot four, tattooed. I'm like, oh, that's my guy, right? I'm like, okay, I gotta see uh, where his dogs were. So my dog, he has a Frenchie too and he has an American bully and they were all playing and I was like perfect excuse I went up to him and I was like hi like oh our dogs are playing together and um, we just started talking and it was funny because all I had told him was my name was Barbie and I was a wrestler and we had talked for a good 45 minutes and this girl walks in and she was meeting him and I'm like oh well that's his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and I was like okay bye you know nice to meet you so I leave 
And I get home and I'm like, dang, like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Probably. Like, what? And then I started on Instagram. You know, you could do like tagged places. Right. I was looking up Joe Playa Vista to oh see if I could find anything. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't. And a few days go by and he... Sends me a DM on Instagram. So many success wow. sliding in the DM stories yes. in this room. Three of us. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, so did Penelope slide in your DMs? No. Uh, <laughs> we we, uh, we met on uh, an app. Okay. Ew. Well, all online successes for yeah. uh, four relationships. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, wait, so, so, how so did it find didn't. You? So he found me because so. It was funny. He who he was meeting was his best friend's girlfriend, and they were like making amends, like they had gotten in a fight or something. Like, and Zach, his best friend, wanted them to like talk, and because uh, their dog is sisters with his dog, so you know it's like a whole family thing, right? So they were meeting, and she was he was telling her, "Hey, I just met this girl," and she's like, "Let's look her up." So they Googled me, and he, and she was like, "You got to DM her." He's like, no, she'll never see it. And then he ended up telling all the guys at the gym. And they're like, no, man, you have no chance. No, man. No, no, no. No, you're, you know, don't just save yourself the rejection, right? And Shay, um, his best friend's girlfriend, was like, just do it. And just, you know, at least you tried. And I was so excited. It was probably midnight. And I was checking my, because then you you have all those. Right. And I like to weed through. The, like, I like to just see, yeah. you know. It's interesting. Who's, totally. I, I read them. Do yeah, you, I never read? did until like this past year. Yeah, it was right around when I had um, a miscarriage. I started reading them because there were so many women reaching out mm-hmm. and still continue to. So now I check them daily. Oh, I love but I had that. never checked them before. But now it's just like it's like a special thing for me. So yeah. I do see them often. And I love that, too. That's when I, I'm like, because there's the five percent of like shitty people that are like saying Mm -hmm. stuff and then you have like 95 percent of people that are like saying nice stuff or like you don't know their companies reaching out or whatnot yeah um so i saw joe Koba and i saw his picture and i was like oh my gosh yes and he except except and he (laughs) said uh do you want to take our dogs to the dog park thursday at two o'clock and i said yes i would love to Aww. i and love that after that we're inseparable oh my gosh and now you're engaged <laughs> now we're engaged planning a wedding next month yes how is that with covid oh girl it has been um it's been rough um we got engaged a year ago and we p- started planning pretty quickly mm-hmm. um we found the date and we're like okay april 9th like everything has to be this was a year ago we're like everything will be fine right Oh, my gosh. There was months like October where we were about to send out the invites. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, we're spending so much money on like just praying that this date happens. He's like, it's going to happen. We're going to make it work. I promise, babe, I'm going to this is going to happen. Like, don't have any doubts. So I've just been planning like everything was going to happen. And luckily, it looks like it's going to all work out. So I know. Oh, my gosh. A month from today. Yes. Yes. How exciting. So can you give us any details? Like, are you able to do it in California? Are you traveling? Yes. So we're doing in California. We found a venue that's outside. It's like in the mountains outside of Palm Springs. Um, Nice. It's in Yucaipa. It's like a beautiful. Wait, I wonder. My cousin just got married at a place just like that in Yucaipa. What was it called? Um, uh, maybe yeah. I don't remember, now you're but have helicopters there. Oh shoot! <laughs> we'll bleep that. Yeah, bleep. bleep <laughs> <we're having it. laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh so we God, found this that. and it's huge and it's like so spread out and they figured out a way to make it COVID safe and obviously everybody getting tested and all that. Um, but we had to, you know, we definitely had to cut the list down and Jonathan's coming with Penelope. Oh, we're very excited. <laughs> we're very excited. How many we're guests excited. did you invite? We, you know, we wanted to invite like 200, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That cannot happen. But that's a bitch. Tell you. Oh, that's why we're like a hundred, <laughs> you know. We're yeah. Good. So that's that's what we're gonna we're aiming for. Amazing. So oh, that's awesome. and everybody like a lot of our families have already gotten the vaccines. Everything like they feel good, and so yeah, everybody is excited and. Well, your yeah. ring is beautiful. Thank Probably you. the prettiest like, ring I've ever, ever oh seen. Oh my god, you're so sweet. Did he, did. he pick that out himself? Oh yeah, and wow. he took forever with the with the jeweler, like the prongs and picking out like the perfect setting. And he was like, "I was there for hours, babe." And I was like, "And he had the ring for months before he had it in our closet." And I'm like, "How did I never during quarantine I, for four months? I'm like, how did I never find that?" He's like, "Well, I hid it in like the shoe and." I was like, wow, I must have really not have been trying to, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, are you typically like, rifling through his yes. things? Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I am. <laughs> Very nosy. Um, so he did, yep, he did everything and he surprised me. We went to, um, we were going to go to Bali and then obviously COVID. And so we went to Arizona and we went to the mountains up there and we went on a hike and he, it was like a two mile hike. And at one point I, he had gotten me, I had drank a little wine before we were going up this mountain. I had no idea who's proposing anything. Right. So we're walking and I'm like, babe, I'm so tired. Like, I just want to turn around. I like, I'm going to have a little buzz on. He's like, no, we have to go. I get up this mountain. And I'm like, why? And he was adamant. And I was like, well, Lord, he's about to like, push me off this mountain if I don't walk <laughs> up. Like, he was literally like, no, you can't turn around. Like, I'm fucking serious. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, fine, we're going. So he had set up a photographer, everything up there. Wow. And she was standing there, and I thought she was a tourist. So we, like, get up there, and she's like, oh, do you want me to take your picture on the side of the mountain? And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And we go out the edge, and he gets down on one knee. and Aww. It was really cool. I love that. <laughs> How long Thank were you, you dating before you got engaged? A year. So and you guys he, have been together, like, what, two years now? Almost two years, yeah. Okay. But he said he knew after six months. He was like, but I couldn't. All, everybody was telling me, wait a year. Yeah. <laughs> just wait a year. Give it. Just make sure everything is good. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I love that. Nice. Okay, I got a well, few more questions She for brought you. up wine. But before oh, we yeah. get into the wine, yes. let's take a quick break. Okay, ladies, let's take a minute to talk about shaving. Now, for me, I was all about that laser life until I got pregnant and I had to stop getting laser treatment. So... I found the most amazing razor because let me tell you, I was literally only using men's razors before I found Billy. Billy is the best razor out there for those days when you want an extra smooth shave, no pink tacks, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. You can go to mybilly, B-I-L-L-I-E dot com to get their starter kit for just $9. It comes in the cutest packaging. It's so affordable and it includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. I'm telling you, ladies, this is the best razor. No more needing to get laser and spend all that money. No more needing to use men's razors. This is absolutely amazing and gives you the smoothest shave ever. I can't believe it. A week later, like my legs are still super smooth. 
Go to MyBilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and on Nylon's beauty hit list for a reason. Trust me. And to express a little love for our show, go to MyBilly.com slash Shay. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9, like I said, to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to MyBilly.com slash Shay. And that is spelled M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash Shay. Okay, Jamie heard wine. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jamie has a new nickname called Toucan Jamie. Because at my baby shower last week, she had two cans of wine and literally face planted on the guy who she's dating's bed and was just dead to the world. First of all, so, <laughs> it's, 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 it's bottle quality in a can before you judge. <laughs> and it was outdoors, so it makes sense to have canned wine outdoors. But it's a company I'm thinking about investing in. And you, Ooh. I guess, are you an investor or what's your involvement with this rosé company? So they approached me. I did a, a golf tournament at the ESPYs mm-hmm. um, about two years ago and I was there and they were serving this winery was serving the wine and my manager was with me and they got to talking and they were like we'd love to do a collaboration wine and I love wine Mm -hmm. so I'm like yes sign me up I will I'm ready and they kind of gave me like full control of like the label and what I wanted it to say and how I wanted it to taste they would send me a bunch of rosés and um my fiance helped me create the label and everything, and we came up with this Be Tasteful. It was really cool in the wine. It's a strong rosé. Um, it's like 14% or something. We're going to have to oh, try wow. it. Oh, I know. I'm going to bring uh, it in. That's the time. one thing that I've been missing <laughs> pregnant is li- rosé. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah I, I love rosé. I want to try it. So it's 14%. Yes. Okay, so the the canned wine that I had was 11%. So yours would get me even more <laughs> turned up. I would take one can. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> So be tasteful. So the B, does that stand for Barbie? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cute. And then so you did the label. What did you write on it? So I wrote, um, there's kind of a, a paragraph on the back, and it just kind of talks about why I did this wine and how I enjoy it. Like, I love to cook. And so I pair this wine. Like, I, I love to drink when I cook. <laughs> it just, like, mm-hmm. it makes me happy, yeah. right? And that's, too, like, when I'm, like, okay, when I get pregnant, I'm like, how am I going to do the no wine? Yeah. The non-alcoholic version that she has is no. so gross. Oh, it no, was bullshit. We don't recommend it. literally it was, <laughs> I was like, a oh, I $26 <laughs> bottle of juice. No. And I like it didn't taste as good as juice. It looked sim- very similar to rosé. I had it in a wine glass. I was so excited. The first sip I was like, "Oh, this tastes nothing uh, like wine." Like the non-alcoholic beer that I have, there's um Budweiser Zero and Heineken Zero tastes exactly like a beer. And I love beer and I never drink beer to get drunk. Like, I don't know how people can get drunk off beer. My dad somehow can, but I just, I'm sure I can. <laughs> you probably can. I'm probably two bottle, but Brock can too. Okay. So yeah, some people can get drunk off beer. For me, I just enjoy a can or a bottle or two when I'm like at a football game or watching football or whatever. So I've had a few throughout my pregnancy because I enjoy the taste, mm-hmm. but the wine, it's no nothing go. similar. So. That'll be my first drink post baby. Mm-hmm. Will be a glass of rosé or a can. I'm gonna just yeah. give you a bottle of my rosé. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> gotcha, girl. Love that. <laughs> so wine is like your one splurge. I was reading. Do yeah. you have you have a glass every night. I have like one. 
Yeah, I like okay. it. That's like my kind of my moment at like five o'clock. I'm like, okay, this is my time. This is me time. And you can stop at one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what, okay, so what do you do to counteract that? I, I read somewhere that um, you work out every day for 25 minutes. Uh, I that- try to, yeah. I try to do at least 25 minutes of cardio um, every day. So I'll go running. We live in a really cute neighborhood um, up in like Westlake Village, kind of where Jonathan's from, yeah. um, up in suburbia yeah. out there. And we love it. And uh, so I try to do that. And I do like online workout classes and, you know, at home. <laughs> so Ooh, you should talk to Brock about the online workout stuff after this podcast. Oh, nice. He has a new app he's launching called Homebody where you can host your own live workouts. You can sell your merch and oh my God, I love he that. can fill you in on all of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'd be perfect and, for okay, you. Okay, speaking of merch, you have a merch line, right, Jonathan? I do. Lit, Lit Nikki. Lit Nikki. I love that. Love yeah. So, yeah. Okay, what do you so tell sell? Me. Uh, like right now it's just, you know, something I did for fun. Cause like, you know, I was going to go crazy. I have to do something creative over this time. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I, I'd love to make something. And it was a joke between, uh, me and my family. And then it became a joke between me and Brian, mm-hmm. uh, our mutual friend. And, uh, I was like, you know, it'd be cool as if I made a clothing line with kind of a message. So lit Nikki is like getting s- stoked on life. You know, you're getting yeah. lit, Nikki. And so, <laughs> like, that. so it's like about achieving, achieving your dreams. So, I have a lot of like kind of throwbacky type um, logos. And uh, it's just been something I've been doing for fun. And it's been really rewarding. People seem to like it. And, um, you know, I love it. People send me um, pictures when they get the, you know, get the merch. And I love sharing that. And it's been really fun creatively because, like, there wasn't a lot to do. Now things are starting to open up again with film and whatnot, but there wasn't a whole lot to do besides work out. So I was like, well, I got to do something like creative, you know? And yeah. it was really fun. I've had a great time with it. Love that. We'll have to get some gear. Yes, yeah. definitely. I feel like APM should actually have like little merch shop with like we all should. of the things that we're hawking. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love that. Boy crazy beanies. Mm-hmm. Um, new It's All Happening masks and mask chains are now available. So <laughs> Is that what you have now? Yes. So <gasps> cool. this oh God, is um, from my merch line. This was a sample one, so it doesn't look the best. But I'm selling the mask chains, the masks, and then I have beanies, hoodies, we're going to do cropped hoodies um, going. It's actually now it's probably a good time to start planning that. Cause now it's like going into spring. I want to do the crops mm-hmm. and yeah. I but love the mass chain. Thanks. I, I love that. I yeah. Love my that. girlfriend makes them and I sell them. So, so cute. there's yeah. stars on there, huh? Yes. That's so cute. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Okay. Last question. Unless Jamie has another, what is the one thing about each of you that nobody knows or would like never expect? Good question. Mm. Thanks. You definitely I, go first. <laughs> I've never had my ears pierced. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> guess what? I knew it. We actually, we, we did have that we note. Did. Okay, okay, right, right. For the listeners, that is a crazy That's a good fun one. fact. But you also said that you might do it for your wedding. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do no? that. No? No. Clip-ons? Clip-ons. We're going with the Amazon. <laughs> so Amazon, if you should know, they make instant clip-on. Like it has a thing. And I actually have one in my purse and I was going to wear them today. And I was like, I have the headphones on. I right. don't worry about it. But um, yeah, now I feel like I, it's not exciting. You guys knew it. Have you ever had anything pierced? Yes. I've had my nose and my belly button pierced. But not which your is ears. so weird. Ears are less painful than either of those. <laughs> I know. I don't know. 
It's so weird. When I, I got my ears pierced the first time, I waited till I was like 12 and I went to the mall and did it at like Claire's or something, right? Uh-huh. And this is before they did two at a time, which now I understand why oh. they do two at a time. Oh. But they did the one and I freaked out and I ran out of the store and I refused to get the other one done. So then I had to wait. Like I took that one out and I didn't have pierced ears all through high school. And then like in my adult life, I finally like gave in. I'm like, I have to do it. So. It wasn't bad, and I'm a wimp with stuff like that, so. Yeah, I don't know. The ears, for some reason, just scares me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan? I can't, I can't even think of anything. I feel like I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, I'm pretty open and out there, and the things that I, I, I want to keep to myself, I keep to myself. So I don't know, like, what to say. I don't know there what to tell you. you. Um, do you have anything down for me? I Can mean, I steal? your jujitsu, I, steal... I think, is oh, a nice well, I guess. Fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like. I mean, I post a lot about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for 14 years. Um, it changed my life completely. If you're looking, you know, I think that's the, the hardest thing people have with, like, finding something to do with working out is, like, I think you got to find an activity. If you're not a person who likes to go lift, you got to find something that, like, you like doing or a skill set you like learning. Yeah. And it's been um, – the mental effects probably have been even more than the physical effects. You know, uh, it's great to obviously be able to defend yourself and whatnot, but – it's given me something that's really helped with like the anxiety we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it's really something that has changed my life, made me a better person. It's it's a humbling experience as much as it builds up your confidence. It's humbling, and uh, I recommend it to everybody. Love that. Love well, tell everyone where they can find you. You can obviously listen to their podcast here, Action Park Media, wherever you guys get your podcast. But for everything else. Instagram, Jonathan Lipnicki. Twitter, I'm never on it, but it's Jay Lipnicki. <laughs> uh, and I have like a fan Facebook that's Jonathan Lipnicki, but Instagram, I'm the most active on. Yeah. And I'm at the Barbie Blank on all social media platforms. And you have a YouTube channel, right? And I have a YouTube. I haven't posted on in a long time. I need to be better. Gotta get YouTube you is like again. the new. I know. I know. It's the new way. Yeah. I, I gotta. I gotta get with it. Yeah, so. I love it. <laughs> you have it. Yes. Oh my god, how often Every do you Wednesday. post on it? Really? Every Wednesday for the last year. Oh, uh-huh. But that's great too cuz you're pregnant and you're like people want to go along that with that, you know, with you. So, yeah. I love that. Thanks. Maybe I'll try to do that if I get pregnant. Yeah. Thanks. Come back kids. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so for being here. Us. And thank you guys all for listening. We will be back next week with Chasen from The Bachelorette. Bye. Sheena Shay. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.